Everybody and welcome along to a brand spanking new episode of X Files Talk X Files, the only podcast that's been described as iTunes most unwanted. <laughs> I'm your host David Howard, and joining me from X Files News, I have Kava and Rye. Hello to both of you. Hello. Hello. Don't they sound excited, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> So, um, this is our Get Excited episode. Season 11 is going to be starting in just two short days. Um, hopefully this ep- hopefully you're listening to this episode on uh, January 1. Um, if not, hopefully it's not my fault that you're not doing that and I didn't mess something up. But that's the plan that this goes out January 1. January 3rd is when we're going to get uh, My Struggle Free. Fingers crossed for that one. <laughs> Um, unless you're in the UK, and when does it come back on the TV screens in the UK, Roy? Um, you're going to have to direct your questions on that matter to Channel 5, because <laughs> XFN doesn't get notified first, unfortunately. Has anybody asked you that question before? Uh, you know, like a, a couple times. In the last know, hour? An hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold tight, everybody. As soon as we know, we'll share. But unfortunately, we promise. Uh, they're keeping that a little close to the vest this time around. But so. if they go to the website, you do have a list of everywhere that you do know in the world where and when it's going to be on, correct? Yes, we do. Exactly. In fact, I think it's at the top. Is it at the top yep. of XFM? Yep, it's yeah. at the top and helpfully titled Where to Watch the X Files in Your Region. There you go. <laughs> We've got information easier. on. The U.S., Canada, Australia, Russia, Germany, Japan, Sweden, Italy, Latin America, and Brazil, the Netherlands, Denmark, Greece, and Cyprus. And in the U.S., uh, just because we skipped over that little country. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, on Fox. And that's on Wednesdays, (laughs) and is that the same time and date for each of these episodes? Yep, so far, as far as we know that, yes, it'll it'll be consecutive. Uh, We know that's the case for the first five. Uh, They haven't... Um, come right out and said that as far as the next five, but that we're assuming that's that's going to continue to be the case. And if they do continue with ten weeks in a row, the final episode will be on March seventh, which is the day of Mulder and Scully's first case together, which I thought was appropriate. And you expect anybody at Fox to realize that? <laughs> no, I just think it's a nice coincidence. <laughs> No one at Fox has any idea about what date Mulder and Scully did anything because the timeline is a little sketchy on it. So, and didn't, didn't Scully have a baby? Um, it's not clear. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's not clear at all. Okay, well, the uh, gunman may have forgotten about that in the yeah, uh, audio yeah. version, but yep. <laughs> so, uh, I think his name is Will something. Then uh, help me out I don't here, know. Guys. I mean, what, what's the what's the name of everyone on the show? Um, it begins with a W. <laughs> Everybody with a Y chromosome. <laughs> uh. Season eleven. Uh, that's when it's going to be on. That's when you can watch it. Um, let's backtrack a little bit to what was it? A couple of years ago now, just a little shy of that, and. Uh, 
we were in the middle of season 10 and it came to an end and all of the excitement that we had had for season 10 we kind of ended this podcast i feel like on a little bit of a down note uh, or quite a bit of a down note really um with that cliffhanger and that final episode and a bunch of different things and although we tried to be optimistic um that final season 10 in review episode that we did we ended up having to record it twice just because i felt like it was we were too down on the show and even though there was a lot of negativity and disappointment floating around at that point i i I felt like it was important we weren't too negative but uh if you go back and listen to that podcast now which i still can't do we, we do sound pretty down so i want us to you know start off season 11 now on the right foot um being a bit more excited about it um, but I made the mistake of going back and rewatching season 10 <laughs> recently, <laughs> uh, just before Christmas to get ready for this. And yeah, um, you know, peaks and troughs, I guess. Um, I did like Founders Mutation a lot more than I did originally. I mean, uh, it's still not, I, I still don't think it's the greatest one. It still kind of feels like a backdoor pilot for like an X-Men TV show or something, <laughs> but... I, I did like it better than I remembered it, so that's something. Mm-hmm. I've kind of reevaluated some of it. Uh, my struggle too, I I just still could not stand to watch for multiple reasons. Um, Kava, you and Ryan, probably ninety percent of the people listening to this will probably uh, be happy to hear that um, I no longer hold Babylon in quite so high esteem. As I once okay. did. <laughs> Good. Ma- maybe part of that is because we're now living in the Trump era. <laughs> Who yep. knows? Yeah. Um, but I actually thought that the one that really did um, sort of stand up the best out of those six was probably the Weir Monster one. Um, I-, I liked it the first time around. It wasn't one of my favorites. I think, you know, two years later, it does probably stand up better than any of the others. Um Home again, I remember really enjoying the first time around, but I know it, it didn't quite, you know, do it for me this most recent review. I know that you've probably both watched all of these as well fairly recently, mm-hmm. Ryan. I know that you just finished doing the live tweets for my struggle too. God bless you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can't explain any of it though, so don't <laughs> ask. Well, what are you, what's your stance on it now? I think for me, of all the, the six episodes, the one that held up the best was Founder's Mutation. That's yes. the one I liked the best um, on the first viewing. For me, it still really held up the second time around. I remember, and I think I was with you on one of those uh, the wrap-up podcasts, um, I remember being sort of flabbergasted by my struggle, too, at the time. It feels worse the more I've watched it since then, Um because I've, I've seen it at least twice, I think, since then, and that's probably uh, where I'd leave it. Because it, it just, you can kind of see what they were going for, but it just ends up being so much medical dialogue. So much and, time, yeah, doing and, that. And just but... not much of a, you know, I love the X-Files for the science, but you also are there for the characters and the interaction, and you just didn't get much of that. It was a lot of Scully just running around sciencing and not much else until the the very end and then it literally that's just it we're standing there on a bridge wondering what the hell just happened when you Uh. think about some of the other you know potential endings for the show like it 
you know, Requiem could have been the end. And had that happened, I think I probably would have run out and played in traffic, but for a different reason, because I was just so, like, excited, but yet heartbroken for Scully, because Mulder's gone, but yet she's got this, you know, new, you know, news that had just been dropped in her lap, and, you know, to think that we could have left the entire series on that cliffhanger was sort of shocking. Um, you know, there was a better cliffhanger than it could have been. Like, it went back to Oregon, and, you know, it, like... right together some things that maybe weren't tied together in the most recent season. Right. And it ended on a bit of a note of hope because even though Mulder was gone, you know, there was a little happy for Scully there too at the same time and, and just a whole world of exploring how, you know, Mulder and Scully would be reunited at some point. I still think, like, if you look at Gossamer, the post apps for Requiem is still by far the most written, um, like the most written genre they've got, which I, I find interesting after all this time. Um, you know, so, so when you compare, reads. right? You know, when you compare <laughs> that ending to the world is falling apart and Mulder's probably going to die and we don't know where their kid is and what's this alien spaceship doing here. There's not a whole lot of hope there. They don't even talk in the episode. Like Mulder doesn't even pick up the phone and then she's just running around and then they see each other at the end on the bridge and say two words and then Chris Carter cuts the kiss out and there's just nothing. (laughs) Nothing there. I had to consult an immunologist to understand what happened and, you know... I didn't have to do that in other episodes, so, you know, it was just a lot. He, like, wrote himself into, like, a corner, and... Yes. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I think, you know, you guys live and breathe X-Files every day, but for me, mm-hmm. although it's been, it was a huge part of my life growing up and stuff, and, you know, got married and I made my wife watch every single episode and the two movies. <laughs> and, Obviously. Like. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's, it's always been a huge, huge show for me. Um, doing this podcast, you know, over the what year or whatever that we did it, you know, going back and re-watching everything and talking about everything and then, you know, the excitement and the kind of the letdown for season 10 and we stopped the pause, the, we put a pause on the podcast at that point and we said, you know, we'll be back if the show ever comes back. But, I need to do like a little bit of an X-Files cleanse after that. <laughs> um, but, you know, about nine months after that, you know, I started then going back and thinking about my struggle to didn't watch it, but started thinking about it and, the, the you know, the corner that they painted themselves into. And I was trying to think, how on earth do you get out of this without the whole, it was just a dream or something? Um and I'm so glad that they announced season 11 was coming back when they did, because I was on the verge of writing my first piece of fanfic, which will now, <laughs> fortunately, I will, ne- I will not have to do. Uh, but the, the, and this is where my mind went. My scenario was, okay, the only way that they can get out of this is if there is some sort of superpower that comes in and kind of rewrites history in a way. So I had this whole idea figured out, and I, I swear I was about to sit down and start really plotting this out and writing it out uh, when the announcement came. But I was going to have, on the bridge, the UFO comes down, and like everybody thought, the hatch opens up or whatever, and you see it's William. But I don't know how you'd realize it's him since we hadn't seen him as an adult before. See, I figured out how you would know that. Because I had, like, a similar... Not, like, that I knew it was going to happen, but if it was him, you would know by, like, Scully's face. 
like she would jillian would she like would do know. the work for yes, you there yeah because she mm-hmm. nails that type of stuff so. so that was gonna be my that was gonna be my cold open and then it was going to go to uh, i don't know 20 years in the future or 10 years in the future or something and it's basically gonna be like a terminator scenario where all the world is rubble but there's this plucky band of human survivors and they're like the resistance or something so you see mm-hmm. this kid who we now know is William going through, doing something or other, sneaking around in the rubble, and then some guy turn, come, turns up. We don't see his face yet, but he turns around, and he's like, oh, hi, Uncle John, and it's Doggett, and he's there in the future, and how did he get there? Mm-hmm. So the whole twist is that somehow... Terminator. <laughs> somehow Doctor Who has picked up Doggett from some point in history, and... <laughs> Doggett has been going back and forth and helping raise William while all this stuff has been going on. And I forget exactly where it was going, but that was the that was the start. That's, I would watch that's that. how I figured that we get out of this is Doctor Who has gotta come in and save the day. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing what Chris comes up with. I mean, uh, that's not too far off from some of the post-apocalyptic fanfic that's out there. So, I mean, I think you should just go with it and see what happens. I've watched that. And there's actually, if you want a really good take on it, um, there's a, a, a fic that I read Crow. sort of a similar vein, but not in that one. It's called An Ashes Fell from the Sky by Two Moms Make a Right and Pieces of Scully. It's good. Yeah. It's it, it's a real interesting uh, take on it. And that's the thing I love about this fandom is is even when canon writes itself into a corner the fans can make it work you know and that's the (laughs) you know i love that because there is just so much creativity you can just sort of choose your own adventure and if you decide you don't like what you saw on the screen okay you know you can you can go read whatever you know or create whatever you want and and then the world you know really never has to end in that way and so i think that's the that's the good thing that can come from painted corners if you will yeah, and also, you know, with my little ideas, I kind of felt like, you know, we didn't get Doggett at all in season 10, and I've missed him, so that's kind of making him be the hero of the hour, I guess, there, but uh, but anyway, I'm glad that the show came back, because I didn't have to do that, didn't have to embarrass myself with that, and I was actually able to put my creative, um, my creative resources into finally sitting down and actually writing a book uh, that I've been wanting to do for a while, kind of... X-Files kind of inspired in a way, but it's got nothing at all to do with X-Files. But um, I actually got that done instead, and that's actually coming out later in February. So I'm oh sure God, I'll awesome. talk about that later on uh, in a future podcast. So. See, I did not do anything like that since we last spoke. <laughs> um, I've written a few articles for XFN, and that's literally it. So. Yeah, we've been uh, firmly down the XFN rabbit hole, I think, uh, for both of us, just keeping on top of everything that's that's come out, especially since they, you know, they announced it was coming back, and then with the, the air date too, everything has really kind of picked up. Although it's been interesting too to see the difference in the promotion this time around. You know, they've been fairly steady with the promos, but we didn't get. I swear it was like in the you know the couple days leading up to the episodes last time they would release clips from the episodes to the point where I think we had most of my struggle two in clips before it ever aired. And they haven't made that same mistake this time around, which has been good because there's still some mystery there. I think, especially about the, um, you know, the later episodes we've got, you know, we have names and we have cut lines and little hints of, of what's going to come. But, um, and I think part of that's also due to the fact that while they released screeners, um, myself and, and Avi have seen the first, 
five, um, the embargo was pretty specific in that it's like, you know, you can have these for preview, but you will under no, you know, no circumstances reveal the, you know, the endings to, you know, these different episodes and, and, uh, you know, under penalty of law, we will come after you if you reveal the twist in X and Y and Z. So I, I think, uh, most of the outlets have stuck pretty close to that. So it's so, been so fun. So what was the twist? The, uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, we're not going to go into any spoilers here. Uh, we will get, we will talk a little bit about those episodes in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to, you know, so season ten ended. So how do we get to season eleven? What's kind of been the the story behind the curtain? How did we get to where season eleven was was finally greenlit? Well, they didn't really have a choice <laughs> after that ending. Like, what? Like, people would haunt them forever if they didn't come back and, like, if they just left it on the bridge. <laughs> yeah, and I, I and I, I feel silly that I can't remember which one of them said that. I, I want to say it was Jillian uh, who recently said this. It might have been David that they wanted, you know, one more chance to go out on a on a high note. Um and, and, and really kind of, kind of get things done. I know, you know, David especially has spoken about how he feels like they were in a better position this time to just sort of get on with the story. They didn't have to set up, you know, where the characters had been all these years and, and they could just kind of get back to the partnership and, and what people liked, um, instead of trying to explain away the last, you know, time period that they'd been missing like they had to last season. It's nice to get a full 10 episodes this time around as well. Yes. Yeah. That should work to their advantage a lot, I think. Yeah, let's hope. So. Yeah, from what I've right from what I've seen, it does make a big difference because um, you're not trying to cram so much into just the you know the little time you've got. So, so, I know, like you said, um, the promotion has been quite different this time around. It was a lot more hyped up last time. I know that we've had a few sort of brief kind of trailers, and they've done a lot of very short sort of TV spots, I guess that maybe have been aired in football game commercials and then just stuck online. But I know, I know X, I know X-Files news has done a great job on Facebook, um, sort of sharing those out with people. I haven't seen a ton of stuff, uh, this time around. So what's your take on, on the promotion? Do you think they're just trying to keep things, you know, even more secret than usual, given that cliffhanger that we ended season 10 on? Um, I think so. I mean, I feel like they are keeping things a little closer to the vest this time than last because it did sort of get to the point where for most of the episodes, I felt like we had the good stuff um, before it ever aired. Like the the whole conversation on on the log between, you know, Scully Mulder at the end of Home Again. We saw that way before it ever aired, which to me just kind of spoiled the... The surprise there. They've done a few longer featurettes that have been online only, like the, you know, look at the relationship and that they went back and even pulled some of the old clips of, you know, and older interviews talking about their chemistry. Um, that's a fun one. And yeah, there's some good little edits to remind you of the past and like some of the best parts and tie it into what's coming. Whereas like last time, by the time My Struggle aired, we had like, a whole bunch of people had seen the first three episodes and that was half the season, (laughs) but like Mm -hmm. they had aired multiple, like I had seen them. I don't even know how many times I had seen my struggle before it aired. And that information was out there and floating around. And now it's a lot more as to what we're expecting. You know, there's an element of surprise that you get to be, have that like fan moment because I mean, 
a lot of people didn't, at least I know I didn't get to you'd be surprised by a lot last season because it was just all out there. And there was one part that was, though, and it was like the, especially the Mulder part, the flashbacks or imagination sequences from Founder's Mutation. Like that was, you had seen hints of it, but that was like, you know, the beautiful, fun, like fan service part. And, you know, I got to see that just in the episode and that was really nice. And I think there should be Mm -hmm. a lot more, not necessarily the, like the same type of stuff, but a lot more like moments where you're not expecting and you get surprised by the X Files and like it used to be. So that should be mm-hmm. that should be good. And fans should have, I think, a lot to look forward to in terms of those. So on that note, then, um, what is it that we want from season eleven? I mean, I've got a couple of questions here. I mean, um, first of all, is Monica going to get redemption? Oh, I hope so. Uh, I don't know if she will, but man, oh, the way she gave that speech at the end of the truth, it was just beautiful. And she was just this, this, this like compass of like golden hope, like leading the way. And it just was not the case mm-hmm. at the end of the last episode. So, yeah, I um, had a big problem with that. <laughs> it wasn't even explained. Like, she's like, oh, it makes sense. And then she goes on to not explain it because you, I could see you somehow writing in an explanation like i think it's a stretch but it just wasn't even given so yeah it was kind of it just, disappointing. It, that has always bothered me because there was no real explanation given as to why she went over to the dark side and she wouldn't have even hadn't had never even met the csm like i don't think she even saw him when he got there in a rocket attack there was nothing left of <laughs> Just pointing it out. Exactly. She, she was there when he got his face blown off, but I don't think she ever saw him at that point. So, it's, yeah, that's. Yeah, I would love to see her, her, uh, her redeemed and uh, as, as we put it, I'd love to see her shoot a missile into CSM's face. That's what I'd love to see. <laughs> hey, let's just take it full circle. <laughs> so, obviously, we know that Annabeth Gish is is back. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, who else is is back in uh, season eleven? Skinner, Mitch is gonna have a bigger role this season, and a bigger Mitch beard. will be awesome. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is plus he's gonna beard. have his own episode, like devoted to his backstory, which I hope they do justice because Skinner's always been an interesting character. I've thought, and I've always liked seeing. You know, he's he's a stern figure, especially in the beginning to Mulder and Scully. And I always liked revealing what was behind that because mm. Mitch does it really well. So, yeah, I hope yep. that that's gonna. I hope that that works out being a good one. I really do. Um, yeah, yeah, that's episode six. Okay, I think so. The gunman, in theory, Langley is back. We yes, know we've, we've seen, seen through face. promo images, um, but not in person. And I don't think there's a lot of like recreational drugs going on in that scene so it's probably <laughs> not like the last is year. it really him or is it just a young blonde <laughs> I'll, I'll keep mum on that because i know but it's 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 interesting i'll just put it that way it's 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 really interesting and i i, I hope people uh enjoy that particular uh twist and i know that there was a rumor that um that we might be getting some dogget in season 11 did anything ever come of that I don't believe that ever panned out, unless yeah. that's that's, that's being kept very, very close to the uh, to the to the vest. Um, but as as far as I, uh, we understand it, that's I don't believe that. that I think they out. had 
had wanted it. They had talked about how, you know, they would like that. But I think between his shooting schedule and the X-Files schedule, I don't know that it, they were able to, to come to anything, which is too bad because I would love to see Dog and Reyes go do something awesome. But yep. maybe not. Yeah. Is there anybody else that we know of? from the past that's uh, coming back? Or? Isn't, um, well, we get uh, Karen Conneval, um, but not in the same role. She's not back as, as Ma Peacock um, in uh, the third episode plus one. Um, and and if uh, she scared the crap out of you as Ma Peacock, it's her, her performance in this is, is pretty damn great, too. So I'm, I'm excited to see what people think of that. And uh, do we know if uh, the show is even going to attempt to one-up the President W gag from I Want to Believe? Because <laughs> that... Um, well, <laughs> um, the opening sequence to My Struggle 3, which is available online through, what is it, musingsofacsm.com. Um, yeah, you have to watch it on a mobile device. Yes, uh, an up-to-date mobile device. If your phone is not updated, you need to update it, and you need to do it through a certain browser. I think it's Safari on an iPhone. Um, But it's a whole sequence. Yeah, it was kind of a little bit of a pain to figure out. But um, if you go through that, you can watch the whole introductory monologue, which has present-day, you know, just like the other My Struggles, it has present-day images of politics and and war. and, And so you, you kind of get a glimpse of where we've gone since we last saw the show in that introductory sequence. Okay. Like, so it's, it's online. People can feel free. I don't want to spoil, but if they want to, it'll give them some information they've never had before. That's for sure. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then most importantly, will, uh, will X-Files actually give up after they've seen season 11? Uh I mean, I, I would love them to give the show, like, a really great ending for those characters. I'm sure Fox will try and, like, reboot it in probably some awful way in the future. Um, but I would love to have Mulder and Scully not have all the answers, but, like, have a, an ending with conclusion, you know? Like, even the end of the truth, like, you know, well, they said the world, won't they? You know, they still had some type of closure, it felt like. And we definitely didn't get that last season. So I would, like some true to character closure, you know, the way it should be, whatever that is, you know, I would like to feel. Yep. That's uh, throughout all of this with season 10, you know, everybody getting excited about, you know, coming back for season 10. Um, and now season 11, basically the only thing I've ever wanted through all of this was closure, you know, closure for the alien myth arc, because we never got that with the second film. I want to believe, you know, closure with the William storyline and, and perhaps, you know, Mulder and Scully just riding off into the sunset. Because even back in, you know, 2002, they were still dangling that carrot over us. It's like, well, this is the end, but not really, because we're going to come back for some films. And, it, you know, they did, but it took a while. Um, I don't think anybody ever anticipated it would come back to TV like it has. Um, but since it did, yeah, that's that's really just what I want is closure, especially now because... You know, starting back in October, Jillian Anderson has made it fairly clear she's done. Like, she doesn't want to come back and, and do any more. So I, w- I would like to think, you know, if, if she's done, then then the show would be done as well. And just let Mulder and Scully rest and have, have some sort of, you know, sense of, of closure. Um, whether or not we're going to get that, I, I kind of doubt. <laughs> but I, Didn't I Chris fairly recently say that we're going to end on a cliffhanger yet again? Yes. 
Yes, he did. Yeah, he at, at, even at the uh, the press roundtable at, at uh, um, New York Comic Con, there was another uh, reporter sitting at the table with me who flat out asked them, "Are we ever going to get closure?" And and Chris's response was, "Well, but when do you ever get closure in real life?" Um, which I, I suppose I can kind of see his point, but you know, more frequently get, than in the X Files, right? You get yeah, yeah. My, like more you, frequently, you know, for sure. Something's ending, whether it's your job or you know, you move on to a new chapter in your in your life. Um, I, I think I'd kind of like to to see that chapter close for good. If the you know, if the actors have decided for certain they're done, and that's kind of how I've been treating this too. It's like Jillian has said this, and I've seen others like, oh well, you know, she's changed her mind before. I'm like, okay, that's that's true. You know, they both have to some extent, but I'm, I'm going to take her at her word. And I've just been sort of looking at this as as this is it. So let's yeah. let's hope we go out on a high note. So uh, here is probably a good place um, to talk about what if this isn't it, because um, if you don't follow industry news, um, this might be a newsflash to you. But Dana Scully is now technically a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, Disney have bought um, pretty much all of Fox's entertainment properties, um, 20th Century Fox movies and television. So I think it's still the whole deal has still got to be finally approved. But if it goes through, it means that Disney, um, along with a ton of other properties, will own the X-Files. So... Maybe, Maybe we'll a, get an X Files ride at Disney World. <laughs> That's about the only part of that uh, that merger I, I think I can get behind. And if I understand it correctly, I believe there's still a little bit of confusion about what exactly Disney will own as far as the broadcast properties. Um, okay. I've I've seen sort of differing reports. Some outlets are saying. Yeah, definitely they're going to own all the TV shows, you know, including The Simpsons and The X-Files. And I've seen others, including, I believe, TV Line, were like, no, they're not going to get, you know, certain broadcast properties because they're hanging on to this bit. I don't think anybody really knows, to be honest, <laughs> outside of the, the halls of Fox. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But if it... Uh, yeah, if it means we're going we're gonna to get an X-Files ride at Disney complete with the aliens jumping out. I live in Southern California. I can get behind that. Well, maybe maybe the like, X-Files would be like the smoking areas or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> just at like the corner of the park where the lights don't work. Yeah, it's just They're like just... a little smoking room you go in. There's these leather couches and just these old men standing around. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like an animatronic like syndicate in New York City. Like you just go in and sit next to them like wow sculptures of of all of them love you yes well you got the hall of presidents you just have the hall of the syndicate yeah that's, that would work it's it's more or less the same thing these days so <laughs> good point but it would be cool you know we get um Mulder and scully running around with lilo and stitch or something i mean that would be cool that'd be a saturday morning it- cartoon i would get up to watch Right? Do you, do you suppose that means they dump the black oil on you, like the slime at, at Nickelodeon? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want to be. I want to be black oiled. I guess because you get slimed. That's a little weird. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Just make it out of chocolate sauce or something. You'd be all oh, set. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I guess we. I guess that it's not official yet, and nobody knows what's actually going to happen. But I mean. If it turns out that they have, they do now own X-Files, chances are something is going to happen because they've already made back the four billion that they spent on uh, Star Wars. So they're going to be looking at ways to 
to make some money out of these new properties that they've bought. So, well, if the show ends, XFN will just become about this awesome theme park. Maybe we'll run this theme park for Disney. They're this section of the theme park since we'll have nothing else to do. So we'll just do that, and we'll ride the X Files roller coaster every day. Well, yeah, you got to check that it's working. You know, it's operational, it's safe, and everything. So. Yeah, there should totally be like a boat ride through the sewers and like fluke man coming around. <laughs> you like imagine like there's like a waterfall dripping down that stops when you go through it, and you you know there's like smoke, you know, fog machine, whatever going through, and you just see like something in the water just you know come out and like dive back down and then and then the boat sinks and you just have to sit on a rock for 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah until some dude comes up and you realize you're actually really quite close to shore <laughs> could have walked back but just so long as they leave the bees out of it i don't think that'd be too popular like you know leave, you know you walk through the swarm like i, I can't see that working out too well Ooh, it'll be like one of those 3d sound videos that like it sounds like the bees are buzzing around you and then there's like fans on you and stuff like that yeah i'll have one of those that'll be good Kind of like the uh, the Harry Potter ride at Universal, which I got car sick on, so maybe not. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you some drama, I mean, just like Mulder, he gets seasick. It's fine. Okay, so. that'll work. <laughs> oh, what could be? Well, um, we might get some developments on this story over the next couple of months. So, uh, watch this space, I guess. Yep. <laughs> And uh, talking about what maybe, uh, here's a few things that uh, we actually know are going to be extending the life of the show beyond uh, season 11. Um, we have the uh, audiobooks, um, which are now available mm -hmm. on Audible, which are an adaptation of the comic books. And uh, we've actually recorded a special uh, podcast just talking about the two audiobooks that are currently out there. If you want to listen to that, uh, you need to go to X-Files, talkxfiles.com, and there's a button there. Uh, if you make a donation to support the podcast, you can donate whatever you want, and we will give you uh, the download for that exclusive bonus episode. So we won't talk any more about the audiobooks here, but I do want to talk about the um, the X-Files game that's coming up, and I didn't really know anything about that until Avi mentioned it to me the other day. So what can you tell us about that? The the Deep State game? Yes. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know a whole lot about it. <laughs> Avi should be here um, because she knows everything. Kava, do you know more about it? The I do a little. It's I mean, it's, it's specifically mobile. Um, you can get it on um, App Store, Google Play, um, Facebook. It's interactive, um, and you get to you choose the identity of being a special agent, um, and there are a few options for customization. Um, and it's apparently it's like the the um, it's associated with a known character of the show, but we don't know who yet. Um, it does, uh, I believe there will be additional cases like on a monthly basis and it does deal both with the myth arc and the monster of the week. Um, and uh, some of your, your familiar faces, uh, Mulder, Scully, Skinner, um, and uh, are set to make appearances. And um, I believe Langley as well, because um, I've seen Dean Hagelin talking um, about making yeah. an appearance. And I think he'd even mentioned that um, his artwork is featured in a couple of levels too. So there's a little, you can find a teaser um, on our website and also on uh, the deep States Twitter feed and Instagram as well. And they At are X files game. Yes. On Twitter. 
<laughs> I like the look of it. When does it come out? Uh, sometime in 2018. I don't believe they've released a specific date yet. Um, and it's yeah. actually been in the works for quite a while. So I'm excited that they've uh, gotten close to um, to releasing it. I know Avi played around with a beta version of it Um at one like point a year and, ago yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and they've since like really up their game too so it's it looks good I, I think it should be uh i'm excited to to check it out because i don't think we've had a, a good game to play since the uh the old uh playstation and desktop version from what was that like 1996 yeah. <laughs> it's a little ways back <laughs> back in my day <laughs> cool so watch this space and watch uh xfiles.news for more information on that as it's available i'm sure yep <laughs> okay so let's let's talk about season 11 then let's get into the nitty-gritty of the episodes um i have the first five episode titles pulled up and i can see that so it looks like the, from the first five we have two written by chris carter and he's also directed one of those and then we have three episodes written and directed by Glenn Morgan, Darren Morgan, and James Wong, one episode each. Um, beyond these first five episodes, who else is writing and directing stuff? Do we know? Yeah. I don't know that, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of... I'm sorry I put you on the spot. Like, I should, I should, I should have uh, taken notes because, yeah, we do... Um... Kristen, because I know, I know two of the um, the women writers, if not three. Kristen Cloak Morgan. Yes. yes. Um, and then we know um, um, Gabe Rotter has, has written one. Yes. As well as uh, Ben Van Allen. Um, yes. I think he did nine, right? Yes. Ben? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Ben yep. did nine. And I believe Although he didn't direct the the newer writers didn't direct at all i don't think right yeah that's that's how i understand it i think if i remember correctly gabe wrote uh gabe rotter wrote skinner's episode that's number six um and that was that was directed by um the oh my gosh i feel bad the woman director that they hired um if you want to stop down for a second i can look it up (laughs) (laughs) And I'm assuming they that... just haven't released the official information for it yet. So yeah. like numbering and stuff like that hasn't been. Mm-hmm. So we haven't paid attention as much until because it just changes. Yeah. And it has hopefully been hopefully it's not going to all get rejiggled quite as much as season 10 did because you could tell that they were not in the order it was originally supposed to be. Um, yep. And I'm assuming that Chris is probably writing, but maybe not directing the final episode. He's actually written and directed the final episode, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, I mean. <laughs> yeah, okay, Carol Banker. Carol Banker is the, is yeah. the director who um, who is working with, with Gabe on, on uh, the Skinner episode. Okay. If you want to sneak that in there. So we, we do have the first um, five episodes. So I, I keep thinking this we have more than this, but this is the first half of the season you've seen all of these caver already so we won't go into any spoilers but take us through uh if you will the first five episodes what the titles are and maybe give us a little uh bit of information as to what we can expect so if you don't want to know absolutely anything switch us off now and we'll be back uh, next week 
if you do uh, hear the episode titles and here's just a little tease a little taste of uh, what they're about yeah. Okay. So the first one is My Struggle 3. That's written and directed by Chris Carter. Um, and that, of course, picks up where we left off in the cliffhanger. Um, the, the cut line describes it as Mulder and Scully learn that they aren't the only ones desperately searching for their long lost son, William. Um, and, and it does, they do have an interesting take on that. Chris himself said at New York Comic Con that if you go back and rewatch My Struggle 2, you'll see exactly where he set up what happens in My Struggle 3. Um, it, it takes an interesting twist and, and I will say like the, the previous, my struggles, it's not Chris's strongest effort. Um, it, it's, I felt like at parts, it was definitely better than my struggle too. Um, Good. <laughs> but there are a lot of things about it that I, I absolutely cannot reveal. So I, I think uh, it's best to just leave it yeah, at that. Yep. That's um, fine. Okay. And episode two is this that's written and directed by Glenn Morgan. And um, of the five, this one's definitely right up there as far as my favorite of, of what we saw. It's classic X-Files. Um, as it's described, an old friend reaches out to Mulder and Scully in a seemingly impossible way. If you've seen any of the promos, um, you get a good idea of who that friend is and, and uh, where exactly they see him. Um I believe Glenn had described this as sort of a, an X-Files take on North by Northwest. Um, there's a lot of action, um, a lot of banter. It's, it's great. I, I think Sounds if good. anybody, yeah. right. Yes. And I, I will say if anybody is, is a little bit turned off by what you see in my struggle three power past it. Um, because the next four are, are truly excellent in my opinion. And this is, is probably the strongest of the bunch. Um, in some ways, I, I guess I would say as far as action um, is, is concerned, but the others are, are pretty good contenders as well. I'm really excited for that episode, actually, and the next one, and then five. Yep. <laughs> so talk about this next one, because I'm reading the okay. log line here, um, and <laughs> it sounds like Chris Carter's trying something completely different that he's never done before. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> something about a comedy and doppelgangers and uh okay so so here, here's the thing it's the, this one's called plus one and and this was written by chris but directed by kevin hooks um the the log line calls it you know a spate of deaths in which the victims were played were plagued by their own doppelgangers lead Mulder and scully to a pair of twins playing a dangerous game it sounds like it's comedic it's really not um, and it it's sounds like pretty... Fight Club. Is what it, sounds it, it does. Like. It definitely it really not, does. But it's not. It's 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 definitely not. It, and and that's what I thought. <laughs> so I sort of rolled my eyes. Like, oh great, we've done this already. Um, other than the fact that the doppelgangers are kind of a thing, it's very different um, and a lot better than Fight Club. Um, I actually think this is definitely one of the better ones Chris has done in quite a while. Um, good, even you good. know, looking looking back at the at the old seasons. You know, it, it just sort of seemed to me that, you know, when, especially now, that if he's just kind of focused on one thing, whether it's just directing or just writing, um, I, I, I think uh, he probably has a better outcome that way. Um, but yeah, this this episode is also pretty damn good. And if you've seen the, uh, uh, maybe I can I let Roy chime in on this. I cannot wait. <laughs> you know, like I love the X Files and it's great storytelling. But man, I cannot wait for this shipper moment that is going to happen this episode. I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. Like the internet yeah. guy. I'm going to die. It's going to be two in the morning in London. I'm going to wake up my neighbors. I don't care because it's going to be amazing. 
Yeah, there there were points um, when Avi and I were watching these these screeners uh, where at some point she was kicking me in frustration. <laughs> I won't say which episode, but then there were also there was like we're smacking each other in the shoulder. Like, is this actually you know? So yeah, I have been the recipient of Avi flails during an episode, before, <laughs> and it, it's quite painful. It was Founder's mutation, and I ended up on like Avi's floor, like hugging a pillow when we watched the like scenes with William. So I I understand your pain, Kava. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty great, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the reaction, too. Um, <laughs> gosh, can't wait. Yeah, and that's and and you know, shipper moments aside too. That's the uh, this is the episode that Karen Connival is in, and yeah, she's she's damn good. So it's it's fun. Cool. And then the next one is called the Lost Art of Forehead Sweat. Maybe that explains all of the forehead kisses <laughs> that we've seen. <laughs> Yes and no. I mean, I'd, I'd sort of dubbed it the lost art of forehead sex, even though it's got nothing to do with that. Um, but yeah, this is this is Darren Morgan again, um, written and directed. Uh, and like I will will say, like uh, Mulder and Scully meet the Were Monster. I think this is going to be one where either you like it or you don't. I wasn't a huge fan of Were Monster, um, and was a little bit on the the fence with this one as well. I mean, parts of it I was crying laughing, and other parts I'm kind of like, did they really just go there? Um, the synopsis on this one is that they explore the idea of the Mandela effect, um, you know, where, um, large groups of people remember something different or an alternate history. Um, and, uh, the joke in this one is that, you know, Mulder and Scully may find out how the X-Files themselves may have actually originated. Um, and this one guest stars, uh, Brian Husky as the, uh, aptly named Reggie something. Um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like maybe a little bit of um, Jose Chung's from Outer Space, maybe? Yeah, and in, in that, you know, with with that one, it's, you know, you kind of had bits and pieces of, like, the story kept changing. This was more, do you remember the whole joke a few years ago about how people couldn't agree on how, uh, in the Berenstein Bears, how Berenstain was spelled? Like, there's people who swear up and down it was spelled, you know, with a T. A-I-N as opposed to T-E-I-N or something like that. Um, it sort of plays with that a little bit, you know, where people like, you swear you saw this, you know, one certain movie and it really was actually something else. Um, stuff like stuff like that. So a little Jose Chung, but a little okay. kind of current pop culture. And th- there's actually a lot of um, current stuff in it. And what was interesting about the, the way they released the screeners this time is the episode's weren't completely done in some cases. And, and this was one where it was still missing a lot of the, the VFX. So I'm really excited to see how they, how they're going to do a few things where it was literally just like, there were words on the screen about what was missing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm curious to see how they're actually going to put that together. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be new for me too. And I'm really excited to see people's reactions to it. Cause there were, you know, again, parts that I thought were, hysterical and parts that I was just like oh boy the internet's not gonna like this and I, I think the thing to keep in mind too is that I feel like Darren really just likes to take the piss out of X-Files fans a little bit and sort of poke fun at us which sometimes I'll be honest I take offense to <laughs> <laughs> being that this has been such a big part of my life for for so long but yeah I, I think I mean I know where Monster was a fan favorite last time around and I think this one will be too so after Darren Morgan's episode, uh, episode five is called Ghoulie, and this is written and directed by James Wong. Yes. 
Um, wow, where to, where to start with this one? They sort of set it up where it sounds like a monster of the week, right? That's um, the the gist of it is that a, a pair of teenage girls are attacking each other, um, each believing the other to be a monster, um, which again maybe sort of sounds a bit like Sizzigy, but it's not. Um, it, it definitely veers off. Aside from the fact that it's it's teenage girls, it's it's completely different. Um, the other hint to this one is that. Uh, they say that Mulder and Scully find that their investigation could possibly lead back to their long-lost son, whose name we all know is William. Um, I, you went into this one expecting a monster of the week, and it, it's got that element to it, but definitely kind of dives into you know the mythark territory with William. And I will honestly say, if they do not throw all the awards at Jillian for this episode. They're sorely mistaken. Like it's she. She turns out a performance in the middle of it that was just like heartbreaking. Um, I don't know how much you want me to get into that, but like I, I was literally sobbing at one point. It was just that moving. Um, it's which you know you go in you're not expecting that at all. So I don't know if you want to leave that out yep, if it gets just, too much away. Let's just leave it at that. I think that's good. Yep, yeah, and, and it, it's it's excellent, and I, I love James's directing style, and I, I think that, that comes through especially well in this one, too. So that, that was also right up there, you know, as far as a favorite. I think it was almost kind of hard to decide because they're all different enough um, from each other, and they're all very much within the, the vein of the classic X-Files, and I just felt like you know, Mulder and Scully are just finally clicking on all cylinders. Um, and, and whether that's, you know, because, you know, Jillian and David were more familiar with the characters again, or, you know, if the writing was better, um, I, I would argue a little bit of both. Um, so happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just felt like they'd kind of gotten over a lot of the bumps that we'd had last season because they weren't trying to establish so much. We just, you know, Mulder and Scully back at the FBI and we can just hit the ground running, um, even past the the events of of the the my struggle series so yeah it's the those last the next four were especially strong and and i'm excited to to see what people think and to to watch them again myself and and pick up things that i might have missed the first time around yay i'm so glad to hear such positive <laughs> news <laughs> <laughs> oh. and it's yeah and i i will say too that you know, a lot of the critics, I think, so far have agreed with us. Um, as I mean, you can read Avi's, Avi's take on it. She, you know, she wrote up as, as much as we, we could reveal after after watching them ourselves. But I know, um, I, I would say, I think it's like E! Online and, and Entertainment Weekly and a few of the other uh, bigger folks that have, that have seen the episodes as well had all kind of had similar thoughts that, you know, the first episode stumbles a bit and it's, it's not that great, but the next four are definitely, you know, um, so a long lot as, better and so worth as my struggle free kind of just wipes the slate clean so we can get back to these regular episodes that's that's fine I don't really know how he's going to mm -hmm. do it and I'm, I, I don't think I'm going to be convinced but as long as we get past that I think we'll be good so yep we're going to have to wait a week between each episode I can't believe it <laughs> that's Last I will Wednesday. say they followed Founder's Mutation right after my struggle, and you're just you're just there all of a sudden. We're gonna have to wait. Yeah, I can't yeah. I do sort of wish they'd have done that again, just especially with the first two, just because I feel like my struggle three does need a little bit of a next day boost. 
Um, but we watched all five of them in one sitting, and I would not recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will have a new podcast out every single week. Uh, we're going to try and put them out on a Monday, so you will have a couple of days to listen to them before the new episode airs on the Wednesday night. So that's kind of the schedule we're shooting for. Hopefully it'll all work out. Um, because we're all spread out all over the world this time around, so it's going to be even harder <laughs> making sure that we all get together to record these. So, uh, But we'll do our best for you. We'll be out there. And uh, there'll be stuff on xwells.news and all over Facebook and Twitter and everything else, I'm sure. So there'll be stuff out there if you need to vent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Should Chris Carter give you cause to do so? Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, um, we'll go ahead and wrap this up, and we'll get look. We'll look forward to uh, watching my struggle free. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Uh, <laughs> we will be watching my struggle free in a couple of days, and uh, we will be back here next week to uh, debrief together. So, um. Thank you, Kava. Thank you, Roy. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank and, you. And uh, look forward to speaking you, to both of you a lot more over the next uh, few months. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, remember, go to xfilestalkxfiles.com um, where you can find out about that bonus episode I told you about. And I think it's only right to sign off uh, with this first podcast back uh, with a direct message to Chris. And I just want to say, uh, please uh, don't break our hearts, our achy, breaky hearts. Yeah, it, it should be just this giant cornfield with this big white dome. <laughs> and you have to, yeah. you know, you get like the uh, monorail through the cornfield to this big white dome. And inside there, that's the X-Files world of Disney. That's that's how yeah. they should do it. You should be able to like run away from helicopters too, because I feel like that'd be like a pinnacle moment. Like that fight the future scene is amazing. So we should... We should recreate it. And they should do a theme I hotel can... with, like, bloodstains next to the elevator and, like, X's on all of the windows. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, a dead body in, like, the, the basement downstairs. X kills someone down there, so. Ooh, a parking garage. Yes, yes, a parking garage. We should have one. An X-Files-themed parking garage.